Hello and welcome ladies and gents to what may be the final edition of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast for the season. It is it is a shame that we bring you this news on this day, but... Well, technically we told everyone last week. We did, yeah, we did tell you last week as well, so... You <laughs> so know, you should have been listening. So you can't complain. Um, yeah, so we're in the midst of game week 37. We, we've got a few games left to go. We're recording on Bank Holiday Monday because it feels a, as natural a time as any to record. Um, I'm your host, Dan, and joining me as always, we have Natalie over there. Hi, I'm just Googling pictures of Moritz Bauer. Yeah, yes. apparently Moritz Bauer is a, a hot man. He's a German, that's um, for sure. I think he's actually Austrian. Oh, really? Well, he played international for Switzerland as a Ute. And now plays Austria. I see. So, so he's just floating about the place. European. Fair enough. As mentioned, we're midway through game week thirty-seven at the moment, and it's been a. I was going to say a mixed reaction, but I'd say it's actually largely negative on the on the odd social medias regarding the performance of many people's fantasy league teams. Let's start off with yours, Natalie. How are you doing so far? Above average. Yeah, which is actually a, a very. Oh, I'd say a very strong positive in this kind of week, right? Uh, 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 I don't know. 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 So, so tell us, give us a little bit of detail. Well, basically, it's just um, Lewis Dunk, um, my season-long fave boy, Lewis Dunk, and Dubravka, who have seen me through. Uh, everyone else has got no more than three points. Did you bring in Dubravka just for this week, or have you... Already had him. Yeah, I bought him in for yeah. on my wild card last week. Yeah. So that was that was a shrewd move, uh, I would say. Eleven points from from one game. Yeah, and it was still one more to go. It wasn't looking good, was it? No, it wasn't. It was looking very bad. And Newcastle, one of the teams, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last few weeks, I've been kind of bigging them up a little bit, and I still think they're doing okay, but they're not really getting the results. I think that's a, a third or fourth loss in a row. I don't know. They're not doing well in the in the old defensive department, but they, they they picked up a little bit in the second half, and I think that penalty save was a big moment. Mm. Uh, who else? So you got Lewis Dunk, who's done well for you. Yeah. You Captain Sterling, right? Yeah, I did. And you're playing your bench boost as well. Yeah, might as well not bothered, though, to be fair. Yeah? What's your bench saying? Um, well, Dunk was on my bench, but he wouldn't have been if I hadn't have played yeah. the bench boost. Um so other than that, Milivojevic, one point. Tomkins, one point. How did I pick both of the only Crystal Palace players to get yellow cards this week? That's pretty amazing. I don't know. It's pretty amazing work. I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking they might get something, but it just wasn't to be on this occasion, I guess. And any else, any other notable... No, not I mean, all. you should probably bring up Yoshida. Well, yeah, like, but everyone's on a one point at the moment. Like yeah. Salah, Lingard on ones as well. Yoshida on the minus one and won't play against Swansea and company just like chilling. Yeah. Chilling, not on the field. Ugh. Hard times. But you do, I think you have 10 players left to play, right? You said that. Double game week. Oh, I have nine and then 10 if company decides yeah. that he wants to play. Yeah. Um, and 41 points as it stands, which isn't too bad. I think, what's the average at the moment? Something 35? like 30, 35. So that's actually a little bit 34. hard. 34. 34. So it's pretty low. And yeah, basically everyone on the <laughs> on the uh, Reddit, the subreddit and on the Twitters are complaining about 
their team's been terrible this week because they have players like Son and Triple Captain Kane and yeah. all of those boys. And they haven't done it just yet. So I'm on 64 with a minus four. Um, I missed the deadline on Friday because I did want to make a third transfer to make it minus eight, and that would have been Loton to Chambers. So I would have been up by two points if I'd done that in in net terms. So I guess you can only hope he gets a red card in like the 95th minute. Yeah, I kind of want Arsenal to not keep a clean sheet against Leicester now, but then at the same time, I don't want someone like Mahrez or Vardy to score because it would just ruin basically my opinions for the last five, six weeks being like, you need to stay away from these chumps. But no, I did pretty well overall. I was a little bit gutted for the late concession in the Southampton game because yeah. I brought Bertrand in for this week. That was really wrecked. Yeah. Like, that was... Like, I could referee yeah. better than that. <laughs> it, it wasn't great. Because and... I can tell the time <laughs> on a yeah, digital so, watch. So I did... I did I didn't actually notice this when I was watching the game, but apparently there was like a minute of stoppage at the beginning of added time where Cedric went down injured. But even so, the the yeah, refereeing in terms of where they... Two minutes. Oh, yeah. And the free Where kick. the free kick was taken and that the free kick was even Did given. Did you see that one, the championship game where the... Um, maybe it was the Wolves player took the um, took a throw in from on the pitch. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so there was shadow. Yeah, basically, if you didn't see it, this clip was really funny. But yeah, the Wolves player goes to take a throne, and there's just a a line being created from the the shadows. That's like a good like two meters or so from the actual edge of the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, and he takes the throne from inside the pitch, and no one and notices. No one knows, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like. Why are you doing it? How are you I, I wonder if the player actually realised he was doing it as well. Because Surely. you remember when there was, that, there was that goalkeeper that just completely missed kicking the ball? It, like, he, he touched it with his foot, let it roll past his foot, and then just kicked oh, the air. Oh, yeah, Because he, yeah, yeah, he could yeah, yeah. see the penalty spot, like, yes. in his peripheral vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder okay. if it was a thing like that. Um, but, yeah, the rest of my team, I had Sanchez, who didn't play on Friday. What's wrong with him? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, he just had a knock, but it was a quite quite a different team from Man United on Friday. Um, I had David Silva as my captain, uh-huh. but the real winners this week for me were Aubameyang and Lacazette, yeah. who were sort of not so much Aubameyang, but I think Lacazette was a bit of a risky pick because I brought him in for the game week thirty five, the blank, mm. and I brought him in a on a wild card, whereas many other people played a free hit that week. And I think the last two weeks he hasn't played at all. But seeing as Arsenal went out of the Europa League, I think that's worked out a little bit in my favour. And he's back in the team and he was one of the, the few sort of big, big money players to score this week. Mm. I also had Perez returning five, Arnautovic returning five. Uh, pretty disappointing in, in the midfield. Oh, Matt Ryan, of course. Yeah. Matt Ryan with an eight-pointer on Friday. He was so. your first transfer in last week. Like, yeah, yeah. I actually mentioned we him on the podcast yeah. last week. And the reason I was bringing him in was because, big save potential, he ended up keeping a clean sheet and getting a bonus point, plus uh, p- plus a point for save. So Australia are going to win the World Cup, I think. Yeah, I mean, if he if he plays like he did, or he has been recently, I think he's been the, the shining light in that, that Brighton team, to be honest. But yeah, aside from that, I was a little bit disappointed with Loton, obviously. Had Fernandez and Fabianski and Lascelles, Van Dijk to all return in two or one point. And it was, you know, it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't ridiculous. But let's move on to the weekend's action. So we had we had a fantastic win from the Arsenal boys. Yeah. A big 5-0. Um, quite surprising, I guess. Yeah, I as, as mentioned, I 
I have Aubameyang and Lacazette. I did when I was a little bit drunk at the pub on Friday. I did for a moment think I might put the armband on Lacazette, uh, not Lacazette, on Aubameyang. But then I was like, no, that's just my heart speaking. That's not a good idea. And now it's looking like that would have been a freaking legendary move with Leicester still to play. Yeah, and I mentioned just now that I don't, I'm not sure I realised Arsenal had a double game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I, was... I don't know how I missed that, but I just... Yeah, I just don't think I noticed. I think they weren't on many people's radars because they haven't been playing particularly well. Yeah. And especially Burnley, like... The the thing for me, and probably the reason I didn't go for a, a Bamiyan captain, aside from it being, like, you know, my heart over my head, was because that Burnley fixture... I was like, the one game we've got at home, which is where our record's really good, is against a much better defensive team. And I could see a scenario in which we only win that 1-0 and it's a goal from, I don't know, Nacho Monreal or something who didn't play in the end. But yeah, ultimately it was, I think a few few things caught people off guard. So a lot of people have Monreal, he didn't play. Kolasinac played and scored a goal. Uh, Lacazette with a, a goal and assist. Really good performance from him. I think he's been in good form. Aubameyang with the two goals and the assist and all the bonus points. I, I mean, I was saying it a few weeks ago. Like, I didn't understand why so many people were getting rid of Aubameyang for Kane yeah. when we compare the form. Yeah. And it's it's kind of mind-blowing to me to see all of these people complaining on the internet, being like, I can't believe it, worst double game week ever, a triple captain Kane. <laughs> we had these warning signs, man. Kane has been poor for the last few weeks. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, other than that, Bellerin did really well. Clean sheet, two bonus points and two assists. Yeah. He was actually one I was eyeing but couldn't quite afford, so, so had to pass on him in the end. And Awobi with a goal. Yeah. I don't know if Awobi's going to come into your thinking, but all in all, pretty disappointing from Burnley. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a shame for Burnley. Like, We can be gassed that they're in for Europe next year, but I reckon this is over for them this season now yeah they don't need to do anything they have one more fixture against Bournemouth but with Wood out and Barnes maybe out as well yeah I assume Barnes probably wouldn't even like they'd, you might as well start folks mightn't you yeah yeah because he's a only remaining sort of first team striker yeah um, but I'd say the one thing about Burnley was it was a disappointing defensive performance yeah I don't know if they got a little bit caught up in the occasion it being Arsenal's you know last home game maybe thought Oh, we'll give them a little bit of space. We'll yeah, give them maybe. a little chance. I think it's still worth playing any Burnley defenders yeah. this game week, though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't absolutely panic and be like, I need to get rid of them all because they are playing Bournemouth in the last game. And I think Arsenal were on it. They were on really good form. They were playing really well. I think, like I say, the occasion maybe got to Burnley, but also it definitely got to the Arsenal players in the sense that they were they were very motivated and they played they played like I haven't really seen them this season bar maybe one or two games. And I think it's encouraging, if you want to bring someone in for the last week of the season, I think someone from Arsenal could be a shout for sure. Uh, Stoke lost to Palace, 2-1. Not much really going on here. I mean, Zaha picked up an assist, didn't he? Apart from the relegation of Stoke City. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was quite a big moment. It's so insignificant to me that I just didn't even even recall. Um, I mean, it's sad, isn't it, I guess? No, for not not when it's Stoke for Butland. Yeah, I mean, funny that he could be, you know, potentially could end up being the number one at the World Cup, and he's just been relegated. Yeah, that's but maybe this is thing, it, it? but that's the same for Pickford though. Last season, yeah, Sunderland yeah, he was relegated. Goes to Everton, so I mean, I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's a chance for him, but yeah, all in all, I think. 
Palace are just... They came up against a better team. Palace have been in brilliant form. They've been one of the form teams of, of the last sort of five, six weeks. Yeah. I think it's Palace and West Brom are the two best form teams in the league at the moment. Who play each other in the final... Oh, game week. that makes that freaking tasty, right? That's brilliant. Dazzy M's going to do it, though, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he will. I think they'll get the win. Absolutely. And they'll win against whoever they play midweek as well, do you reckon? They don't have another game. They oh, just have not? the... They just have these one, yeah. that one. Because actually, I, I would have... Oh. I think we spoke about this last week, but I would have actually been recommending a West Brom player if they had a double game week. The only reason I wasn't is because, you know... One game, and it was against Spurs. But but we thought they'd at least draw that as well, didn't we? Well, we actually said on the podcast that West Brom would win. Oh, did we? I, I think you were the one who was more sort of confident about it as well. Oh, I thought I'd said that they would at least draw. Yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of the vibe, but you're like, no, West Brom are going to win this, aren't they? And uh, they did, 1-0, with a very, very late goal. So, if... <laughs> What's going on? Well, I'm thinking about maths... So West Brom need... They need to win. They need to win, but they need both Southampton and Swansea to draw midweek. Yeah. And then for them both to lose in the final yeah. game to be safe. Yeah. Or for Swansea to just lose. Yeah, so actually a lot a lot rides on this midweek Southampton-Swansea game. Because if one of those teams wins... Then West Brom, West are, down. Brom are down. Yeah. But if they draw, which... My clean sheet cup is, is on a nil-nil between those two. Yeah. It, it keeps it alive for one more week, at least. They need a lot to go in their favour. Yeah. But I've seen crazier things happen in football. Like, this is... The end of the season, the relegation fight, like... Especially when I first started getting into football, I remember some absolutely crazy shit happening. Like, you'd have... On the highlights, you'd have it cutting to, like, four different grounds at once. And they'd all have, like really similar goal differences and really similar points tallies and every single goal counted for something so I could see this happening this feels like a return to to like the early noughties days of, of proper relegation okay. shootouts so moving on to West Brom then yeah I reckon my chance are in this week has to be a West Brom player. oh really <laughs> that's... surely it's a West Brom defender that's it that's who I get rid I get Yoshida out yeah because I'm not going to play him against City anyway. Yeah. And a West Brom defender in, and put in someone who does set pieces, like McCauley. How much is Yoshida? 4.6. How much do you have? 4.6. So the one thing I'd worry about is I think you might not be able to afford them. <gasps> I think they're all fi- they all started surely, at 5.0. Surely Higazi's down now. I don't know. He rose so much in the early season. But I th- Higazi's 4.6. Ah, okay, you can afford Higazi. It's all good. <laughs> Crisis averted. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I think if you've got to go for anyone from West Brom, it seems like Foster and, and a Defender are the two sort of picks you'd be looking at because that's where their goals come from as well. Like, who got the goal in this in the end? It was... Uh, I can't remember. Livermore. Yeah, Livermore. With a brunt assist, and it was a very scrappy one. Oh, World Cup hero Livermore. World Cup hero. Yeah, gonna oh, win the World could... Cup, aren't we, with Livermore? With Livermore, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it's a great performance. I mean, you saw exactly what we've seen for the last, you know, three four weeks with Darren Moore. They're playing for him. They're playing like the old West Brom. They're fighting for every ball, and Spurs just had nothing, nothing to offer in attack. Like hugely disappointing performance from Kane again. 
I think he had one big chance, which Foster saved really, really well. But I, I don't know. I like. Oh, and also that chance in their own net. Oh yeah, he almost scored an own goal, which <sighs> thankfully for them, Lloris kept out. How one... good would that have been though if he had scored an own goal? It would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. Like, I would have taken the minus, however. And, and, you know, I'm not even sorry to anyone who's listening who's triple Captain Kane, because this we, is what we've been saying for so long. We told you not to. Yeah. It, I kind of understand, you know, bringing him in, maybe, just to be like, at least I have him, just in case. Yeah. But Spurs, they, they've been poor. They've been poor. They were poor against Watford. They won 2-0. They were poor against West Brom. They lost. Now they face Newcastle next, who... I think they've been on a bad run of form with, what, three, four losses in their last, like, consecutive losses after securing survival. But I don't know, like, the performances, I feel like, haven't been that terrible, but they haven't quite been at that that level they're at. It's like they've dropped by, like, 5%, you know, rather than they've dropped by 70 80%. They're not quite less the level... But they're not quite as good as they were. Who are you talking about? Spurs? Newcastle. Right, okay. Yeah. Because that's who they're playing next in the, right. the double game week. Um, but then on Sunday, Spurs play Leicester. Yes. That so what is... do they do? Do they both just like run around in the middle of the pitch and not get anywhere near either end? See, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Leicester are clearly... Even an underperforming Spurs is clearly better than Leicester. But then... It is a hard one to call, actually, because it's that last day of the season. You never know what might happen. Spurs have previous for getting hammered on the last day of the season. Yeah. I don't know. I could I could actually see some kind of shock turnaround where Vardy just decides to show up. But I don't think I'd be recommending players from either of those teams. I mean, I was looking at bringing Kane in for this this game just because it's Leicester. Yeah. I can't afford him now. I'm not taking a minus four to bring in Kane. No way. Not when I've got Aubameyang and Lacazette. No, there's no need, I don't think. No. Um, so, yeah, hugely disappointing performance from them. I'm actually just going to make a note of all of the players that I'm saying I'm going to bring in because it's going to get to, like, Thursday and I'm going to be like... You're going to forget? No, nope, don't know who I said bring in. <laughs> Pagazi seems like the one, though, doesn't it, really? I haven't got to think about it. I'll probably just do it now. Nice. No, too soon. Don't do it so early. But if Yoshida drops, then I see it can't get him. Oh, yeah, true. I, I guess I'll just keep an eye on it. So, yeah, the game that I, I guess was probably the biggest shock for me this weekend, actually, was the, the Brighton 1-0 against Man United. I was not shocked. No? <laughs> you look very smug. Yeah, I was gassed. I was gassed. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think Brighton knew that they needed to. they needed one more win. Yeah. Um, and all of their fixtures were tough, and they just went and did it. Yeah. They just went and did the business. Yeah, so it was a... I, I mentioned this earlier, but it was a slightly strange lineup from Man United. They had a lot of sort of fringe players. I think Damian came in, Rojo came back in. Uh, there was Mata, Rashford and Martial for the front line. No Lukaku, obviously, with his injury. And Jose made some slightly snide comments after the match, didn't he? Rude. He was very rude. So I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, "You always say, you always say I should play. Why, why always Lukaku? Why always him?" And then I put this team out, and and that's what you get. You get this performance. You get this horrible one nil loss. I mean, a one nil loss away from home 
isn't that bad. Yeah, when you've got second place secured as well for a team that's really fighting for it. But basically, he was he was getting a he's sort of having a little bit of a dig at Rashford and, and Martial, I think. Like, and it's funny because they weren't at fault for the goal because no. they're not defenders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I imagine this put the nail in the coffin for a lot of a lot of top managers in the uh, in the FPL game because Smalling and, and De Gea obviously very very popular choices. Yeah, and. I love it when De Gea doesn't get a clean sheet. I, I absolutely love it too. And when I had Matt Ryan as well, I was like, wow, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> I, I probably would have expected a 0-0 before a 1-0 to Brighton, but I don't know, they put in a, a big performance. And Man United didn't look good at all, really. I mean, we've, we've still got one more game to assess them, I guess. And the one thing I do like about the double game week is I can't knee-jerk, it, I can't knee-jerk Sanchez out just yet. Yeah. But, yeah, I... They did it. They did. It. What does this mean for Brighton going forward, though? Well, I've said, I've thought that about a numer a numerous number of these teams. Yeah. I don't know. I think Brighton still have a have a good time. They still play well. So they have Liverpool on the last day of the season. I don't think they're just going to give up, though, are they? They won't just let them walk over them. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think Chris would let them. Yeah, Chris is a good guy, but it does it is away from home as well. So we never we never quite know. Liverpool still need to get one more win. Yeah. Uh, Watford managed to beat Newcastle with a two-one win, and I was very disappointed by this because Lascelles is one of my my boys I brought in many weeks ago on the wild card. Uh, also Perez though, who who came away with a goal, and it was a freaking brilliant finish. It was a really good goal. But yeah, like Watford. Well, I was quite pleased with Decore. Yeah, he got a little uh, little assist in the commentary. Whoever was commentating was like, Decore has probably been their player of the season, and I was like. Yes, he yeah. probably has. Remember that time you had him for all of the season? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get him back next season as well. You reckon? Yeah, for sure. Probably. I wonder if he'll move to another club. Because he's club. been he's been one of those players that's been linked to a lot of like the, the top teams. So. But surely they won't play him. I don't know. He's had a really good season. He looks like the he's kind of player... He's very tall that... as well. He could fit into a team like Chelsea or, or Arsenal, for If he example. goes to Chelsea, they won't, he won't play. No one who's gone to Chelsea has played this season. Well, I think he'd that. play over Bakayoko, though, because Bakayoko was the guy they signed to kind of fulfil that role. Right. And he's not done it this year. <laughs> he's mm. been a disappointment. So you, you never know. They might move him on and, and look for Ducore. But regardless, yeah, very good season from him. Andre Gray with a goal, which kind of came out of nowhere. He's... I don't know, did, did he have a good game? I can't really... I've no idea. Who's the other little mixed boyfriend? Oh, that's what we were saying last week. I was saying that Grey had to start last week because Oxlade-Chamberlain wasn't playing. And right. And only start one of them It's at like a time. yin and yang scenario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Grey did get a start and he got a goal. I mean, it was a good, a good header. I think Pereira was probably the standout player for Watford and this, you know, this secured their survival essentially. I feel like if I'd cottoned on earlier in the season I would have got Pereira in my team. Really? Yeah. Like in place of Decore. But he's he's been in and out of the team. He keeps getting injured and oh. he keeps But has he not been good when he's on? Yeah. I, I mean I know a lot of a lot of the, the top managers, you know, the the guys on Twitter, the FPL badger and FPL homie why so the like two weeks ago you were like why would you change your name your twitter yeah, name to yeah. something fpl yeah and then this week i realized they're all animals yeah and i was like 
What is Why? that about? Why are they all animals? FPL investigator. I'd obviously be FPL otter or something. <laughs> or like FPL, I thought you'd be FPL sloth. FPL gnu. Gnu? Yeah. What's a gnu? A wildebeest. Oh, right, okay. Learn something new every day. Just GNU. Yeah. He was quite a popular pick. I think a lot of people brought him in and Watford proceeded to be terrible for many weeks. Right. Because that's what Watford do. Like, you you can never really predict when they're going to be good or when they're going to be bad. Mm. And Pereira's been very much on the fringes of the team. And we reckon that they'll change manager again over the summer, because why not? That's what they're into. Yeah, it's it's quite possible. I mean, Javi Grazzi has done a decent enough job. But then Watford, yeah, like you say, that's what they do every year. I'd keep him. I think he's been good. Yeah. You never know. We might see him get a little bit of a chance. But the standout there was obviously Dubravka saving the penalty. 11 points for him. Great guy. And I think he has been fantastic for Newcastle since they signed him. Is he fully signed? Uh, On loan. Oh. Just this season? Yeah. So they may may choose to sign him in the summer. They've got to, surely. They were looking for a goalkeeper in the summer. So... Last summer they were looking for a goalkeeper. Yeah, and what was it, Elliot and who was the other one? I don't know, Dan. I've actually forgotten, but oh, Darlow, Elliot and Darlow. Darlow was the first one, wasn't he? And then they were like, oh, we'll play Elliot. I think Elliot started the season. Darlow Darlow from last season. Yeah, yeah. Darlow was their keeper in the championship, and he'd like spent a lot of the season out injured, maybe. Right. And then came back in for like the last few games. Elliot started the season, then Darlow came in for a bit, and then they picked up Dubravka, and he's been ever-present since. Thank God. So, yeah, it's, I think it's certainly been one of the contributing factors to them staying up so comfortably in the end. Um, Leicester lost to West Ham, and this is probably the most predictable result of the weekend for me. If you asked me what would happen in this game, I would have said Arnautovic scores and Leicester lose by a few goals. Arnautovic didn't score, unfortunately. No, he came very close, though. Got an assist and a yellow card. Just yeah. how we like it. The yellow card was really irritating, actually. Like, it was... Someone had his arm. Someone, like, had his arm locked in their arm. And he was just trying to get his arm back. Oh, and he got booked was Morgan. For Where's Morgan, yeah. Yeah, and he was just sort of wrestling with Arnautovic. And then Arnautovic, like, yanked his arm back got a yellow card for it and it's like what yeah, I think it was his attitude though <laughs> he, like, he is a very yeah he is a very fired up sort of player like you like, see him you always think he's got a chance of you know at the very least getting a yellow card yeah he always he's plays the, on that edge he's the kind of person who I'd just give out yellow cards to him and Shakiri, yeah. I'd be just handing them out every game but like, yeah. if you don't calm down you're just gonna get keep getting yellow cards yeah but I would say that, that that's kind of the negative side of it but the, the fact that he plays like that meant he was, you know, he's brilliant again. And he was unlucky not to get a goal, hit the post with a, a brilliant left-footed volley. And, yeah, five-point return from him. I think he's been my one of my good double-game-week picks. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm well pleased with that. I was just hoping, was hoping for a little bit of a bigger win, but... Who are they playing midweek? Uh, they are playing Man United. Oh. Who's shown they can concede a goal, so... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't bet against him for that, but this was the the game I was really hoping for a big return. But I can still see him getting something against United. Um, I noted in the in much of the day that Claude Puel's voice peaks my misophonia, and it's awful. <laughs> and I need him to stop talking. Really? Yeah, I don't know what. It Why is. is it? I don't know, and it can't be his just like I guess it's bits of his accent. Yeah. But I'm like, but there are other men with accents, and this isn't a problem. 
but I don't know. He speaks very quietly. Or something about it's it. very mouth mouth sandy. Awful. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, please, can you just write down or sign whatever you need to say? Well, maybe that's why Lester hate him so much and want rid of him. Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. A, a season to forget for Leicester, really. I mean, despite the fact that well, they're... Well, they finished top 10, though, haven't they? They finished top 10, but really, like, since they, they got 40 points, they've been awful. Like, well, one of the worst need, teams in the you league. You literally don't need to do anything after that, though, do you? No, but it's... this. We're talking about the team who won the league a few seasons ago. Like, how are they downing tools so drastically? It's, it's a little bit embarrassing, but... If you're still hanging on to Leicester players, like I think you've you've got to get rid of them, right? Especially if you've got defenders, I think. Yeah. Like y- you can cling on to Vardy and Myers as much as you like. It's not wise, but you can. But I think if you've got a defender, so you've got a defender. Time. Firstly, why did you bring? Surely Maguire's the only one in that team actually trying to do anything. <laughs> Everyone else just like running around in circles, and Maguire's there trying to do. And he's trying to do stuff and... but the problem is that doesn't count for anything in FPL because if you're conceding two three goals a game yeah you're gonna end up with one point there's only so much one man can do Dan yeah I know but this is this is my frustration like even double game week 34 which was the first one where where people are bringing Leicester players in I can't believe they've still they've stuck yeah. around for this yeah. long especially defenders like I yeah I can't understand it but uh, they face Arsenal next in the double game week, so we'll see which Leicester shows up, see if they can score any goals in that one. But even though Arsenal are away from home, I think there's got to be a big Arsenal win there. Um, Everton drew Southampton, and this, as we mentioned earlier, was the annoying game of the week. Livid. I don't think Everton d- deserved anything from this, really. Oh, I've said, let's take McCarthy to the World Cup. Um, I can't believe we have all of the world's greatest goalkeepers. For England, apart right. from Rob Green, obviously. Not, yeah, not well, you, we have all of the greatest ones and, and some of the bad also ones. Also, bad ones. Mm. You can't, you can't win everything, can you? But yeah, he had a brilliant game, and since he's come in for four star, he's just grown and grown and grown in confidence and ability. Like, let's take him. We should take him. I take him over Hart for sure. I don't think he's ever played senior international. Yeah, I mean, he's very much been a backup keeper for Southampton. But he said, it's kind of reminiscent of Pope, you know, like, obviously Pope came in because Heaton was injured rather than, like, Forster was just underperforming. But Pope is a lot younger, though. Isn't McCarthy quite young? Oh, he's 28. That's, that's young for a goalkeeper, though. I mean, Pope is, yeah, you're right. He is, what, like, 25 25. or something. Um, But 28 for a goalkeeper, that's very much, like, beginning of peak years, I think. So, yeah, he, he's been brilliant. He's... I think defenders from Southampton would be an option if they weren't playing Man City in the last game. Yeah. I think we need to see what Man City do against um, Brighton midweek. I guess we can kind of tie tie the Man City performance in a little bit with this because not much happened. Huddersfield fighting it out. They looked like they just... I mean, Huddersfield were brilliant, but they looked like they weren't... Like, they dropped in their intensity. There wasn't that Man City are all of a sudden bad at football, but the fact that they had the league wrapped up and they didn't come up against the Swansea, who were just going to let them play, it kind of felt like they really struggled to create the opportunities they needed. And I wonder if it's going to be similar against Southampton, because Southampton, especially if they draw midweek... They'll need a win. They'll need that win in the last game of the season. And I reckon they can do it. Like, I, I, I feel and I believe that there's genuine like 
show some passion yeah. behind Southampton. Yeah. Whereas like Swansea, it's like. They yeah, might, Swansea. They might play football. The thing about Swansea is they've still they been decent defensively, but they just haven't done enough in attack. They're too negative in the way they play. Like it, just, to me, it doesn't feel like they want it. it doesn't feel like Swansea yeah. are really that arsed yeah. about staying up. Whereas Southampton are like, yes, we need it. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. So they could be, you know, for a little outside transfer in the last last week of the season. I would like to pat myself on the back a little bit for, for warning off Tadic because he's he came off of a lovely, lovely three-pointer. Yeah. I reckon Southampton win against Swansea midweek, actually. If you ask me to predict now what I thought the score would be, I could definitely see yeah, a, they've a got Southampton that. I think win. they've got to. I think they go into that believing that they can yeah. win. And I think Swansea go into that thinking they might be all right to win. Yeah. But I don't think they'll do it. I reckon Southampton win there and then they're safe, right? Yeah, if they win, they're safe. And, and in fact, this result, this late goal from Everton, was what kept it alive for West, West Brom. Rome. Because if Southampton won, West Brom would have gone down. And the fact that it was in the 96th minute or whatever made it all the more dramatic. But Everton, I, I have nothing to say about them. I think they were poor, again. Yeah, just a very bad team who have nothing to play for. Don't have any outstanding players anyway. Well, that Anne Rooney and Walcott both out. Yeah, just... yeah. Did Everton change their manager over the summer, do you think? I mean, I, I hope so, just from an entertainment point of view. Right. <laughs> because I freaking hate Allardyce. And... He was on again moaning about them not being good. Yeah, that's... Like, why don't you coach them better? That's the most annoying thing, right? Like, if they very much resemble their manager in that all he ever does is moan and complain and say, oh, I can only get what the players give me, blah, blah, blah. And it just feels very defeatist and very pathetic. <laughs> I don't think Everton want that from their, their football. So I hope they change their manager. Whether they will or not, I don't know. That I think that's going to be down to how much of a fuss their fans kick up over the summer. Mm. But I, I can definitely see it happening, yeah. Uh, Chelsea beat Liverpool with a 1-0 win. And I don't know what to say about this other than well done Giroud. Brilliant goal from him. Yeah, nice from Giroud. Uh, who did Chelsea play? Last uh, weekend. Last weekend. Next weekend. Oh, who they play next? Newcastle. I think it's at Newcastle. Yeah, it might get Giroud in, actually. I think he's a decent shout. Well, I was going to do it for this double, and then I bottled it. Yeah. Yeah, so you bottled Giroud. But Morata's injured now. And apparently off in the summer. So Giroud will play. Yeah, I think so. And I think there's been a marked improvement when Giroud has played... Especially the way he links up with Hazard. And that's, you know, it's getting the best out of Hazard. Hazard disappointed again with a, a three-point return. Moses has probably been the guy who's he's been sneaking up quietly and, and doing really well. Annoying, isn't it? How much is Moses? Way too expensive, right? Yeah, I think he's sort of high fives, if not six point something. And I probably wouldn't, on the last day of the season, be looking to bring in a, a Chelsea defender. 6.5 years. Oof. Yeah, that's way too much. Oh. Yeah, so it was a clean sheet for, for Chelsea. I think Liverpool didn't really threaten that much. They didn't... I don't know if it's a little bit of a Champions League hangover or... Yeah, I don't know. It's just a little bit harder to get motivated for this, whereas Chelsea had a lot to play for in this game. Maybe they're a little bit tired. Salah didn't look his usual self. I think Mane was probably the biggest threat for Liverpool. Well, they're off for a week now, Liverpool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so they have... Well, yeah, they have no midweek game. 
and yeah, then, and then it's they'll play Brighton, on Sunday. Yeah. So maybe we'll see some rejuvenation. Yeah, and we do know that if they want to absolutely guarantee Champions League next next year, they need the win. So yeah, you'd expect them to go out for it. Um, I was a little bit disappointed because I had Van Dijk, and he was he basically played as a striker for most of the game because Liverpool were just chasing a goal and. It's kind of felt like Chelsea of old, you know, when you could... Chelsea last season, you could just bring in Alonso and, and you're like, rest. he's going to keep a clean sheet if he doesn't score, so it's fine. Yeah. It seems like they've re-found that form. And I wonder if Conte's just started to realise maybe the jobs that he wanted are, are not going to be available and he's now endearing yeah. himself to the players again. But Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a decent performance and Chelsea still have another game to come in midweek. Conte did mention... That he was going to do a little bit of rotation, though. So I wonder what that means. I reckon it might mean Hazard misses out. Ampadu comes in. Unfortunately, he's been injured for a little while, so he's not going to David Luiz comes in. David Luiz, back in the house. Yeah. Who else is on? Oh, who's that one who came from Leicester? Barkley? Oh, Drinkwater. Him. Barkley from Everton, Everton, yeah. Both of them in... Yeah, and it's against Huddersfield, where Huddersfield need need the results, so who it could be interesting. Chaloba! Could... Oh, yeah. Oh, stick him in? It's, it's not um, it's not Watford Chaloba, though. It's, it's oh, little... it's the other one? Yeah, it's little young boy. I always forget. I, I think he's one? his brother. I'm not sh- sure. They might I just have the same like name. maybe we looked into this, but I don't remember what the answer was. Yeah. Right, so let's do a little preview for the coming the coming game week, the final week of the season. Trevor Chalaba doesn't even have a picture on FPL. Do you say Trevor? Yeah. How's that spelled? Like Trevor, but with a without H. an R. Oh Instead right. Without an R. It's oh, obviously Trevor. Obviously, Trevor. Good old Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. The brother of Nathaniel Chalova. Well, there we have it. Maybe give him a little run out. Who knows? Yeah, I would. I'll follow his career eagerly from now on. <laughs> Will you actually? Probably not. I mean, young players don't tend to make it at Chelsea. They tend to get loaned out and he'll then sold. To, he'll go to Swansea. I could see that, yeah. Um, and play with Tammy Abraham. Oh, Tammy Abraham. It's been disappointing, actually, how much football Tammy Abraham's got this season. He hasn't had enough. Maybe we'll take him to the World Cup. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. He hasn't, that's one of Southgate's sort of prerequisites, isn't it? That they have to be playing for their club. You okay. must ensure. Gaza. Classic Gaza. Right, should we have a little look at game week 38? I think the way we're going to do this, we're going to look at areas of your team and where it could be sort of the best the best value can be had in transfers. What we know about the past is that game week 38 usually throws up some crazy results. I don't really remember any of them apart from that Liverpool one. Yeah, so Liverpool lost, what, 5-0 to West Brom. You know what, let's look it up because otherwise... In fact, West Brom are a common feature because there was also a 5-5 draw with Man United, which was Alex Ferguson's last ever game managing Man United. Um... Mm. I remember, you know, last season was the the season where Kane scored seven goals in the last two fixtures. Yeah, I don't think that's likely. I think he had four against Hull. Yeah, it's not looking so likely this season. I don't really know how I find out that score. Do you know what season that was? Which one? The The Liverpool Liverpool West Brom one. I think it was two, three years ago. I'm not entirely sure. 
But just looking at these fixtures, so we've got everything at three three o'clock. So this could make for some some pretty epic accumulating. Yeah. <laughs> I I reckon it's a bit bit too edgy for you, right? Too many too many games here. I'm definitely gonna have a lot of fun here though. I think I'd just put like it on the randoms, like I'd just put it on teams who need to win. Yeah. Like so depending on what happens midweek, like I'd stick it on Hudders, I'd stick it on Soton, I'd stick it on Chelsea and then be like and then just hope. Yeah, yeah. Run along. Yeah, so Burnley are playing Bournemouth. Crystal Palace playing West Brom. Huddersfield are playing Arsenal. Liverpool versus Brighton. Man United versus Watford. Newcastle, Chelsea. This is too many games for one day. Southampton, Man City. Spurs, Leicester. Swansea, Stoke. And West Ham, Everton. What are the ones that stick out to you? Where do you think there can be some big, big scores? Or where do you think the value is here? Because I'm looking at players you might you might need to get rid of. So those Leicester defenders, maybe. Maybe you need want to transfer someone out, or maybe you want a big striker for this week. Maybe you've been disappointed with your Jesus punt, or maybe you want to get rid of Kane. Maybe I want to get rid of. I do Kane. want. You know what? That is a good question, though. Like if I had Kane. Not against Leicester, though. Sure. Well, that's it. If uh... I had Kane. I'd be like, the fact that I don't have him makes this decision easy. Like I don't ha- I don't want to bring him in, but if I had him, that fixture is too nice to, to ignore. I think a lot for me, like how I'd make this decision would be based on how he plays against Newcastle, and if he can't score against Newcastle, that'd be it. That'd be the end of the line for me. Like I've seen what, four, five weeks of underperforming? I don't need any more evidence. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Decisive. You look like you're having a, a little bit of an existential crisis now. Yeah, I don't know what to do. And you're the one who's doing well. So what do you want to do? Start up front? Now? Yeah, let's start, start up front. Okay. Where's the best value? I think now, actually, depending on what happens midweek... Um, Swansea against Stoke could be quite good. Yeah. Because Stoke, they might as well just put out, like, the children Yeah. play. I don't know if Stoke have any children in their squad, but they might as well roll them <laughs> for lols. Yeah. The, the children and Peter Crouch up front. Um, because then, surely that's quite an easy, hypothetically quite an easy win for Swansea, if they need it. It is at home for Swansea, which is where their form is better. So that is a consideration consideration but the problem is someone will have to do a goal someone will have to score and there is you know there is previous for teams who are relegated getting big wins because it's kind of that that weird scenario where the pressure's off all of a sudden you play with a lot more freedom and right like Burnley did like when Burn- when Wood came back and then Burnley started scoring goals because Dash was like yeah we're good now do, it, <laughs> do what you guys like not exactly comparable but but yeah <laughs> to some degree um, I think West Brom are a team that you know have have done this many times in the past. But get you West Brom. Lads, I'm a little then, bit. Then. I'm a little bit worried about the Swansea fixture because I do have. I think I'm gonna drop Fabianski to the bench in favour of Ryan uh, because this does look like Stoke should. Uh, sorry, this does look like Swansea should beat Stoke, being at home. 
But I think it might throw up a little surprise. I think Aubameyang, then, is good yeah. against Hudders. Because you would hope that Hudders win midweek. Against Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah? Well, they don't need to win, do they? They just need to draw. Yeah, they need a draw, at least. I think Hudders draw against Chelsea, and then here, Aubameyang can run riot. Yeah. And also, Arsenal did defeat Huddersfield quite comprehensively earlier in the season. I think it was... I think that was 5-0 as well, actually. It might have been 5-1. Okay. Um, it was a, a big score anyway, and that was before we even had Aubameyang. So, with him, I'd, I'd hope for better. Would you consider Kane to Aubameyang? No, I'd do Jesus to Aubameyang. Yeah. 10.7 and Jesus is 10.3, so I literally can't do that. Yeah. You'd have to drop Kane if you wanted Aubameyang. Or do two transfers. Could get Lacazette, though. Same price. Yeah. Lacazette's a shout, I think. He's he's been one of the form strikers in Europe. He's been scoring every game he's played, so apart from the the, the nil nil against Atletico uh, sorry, the one nil against Atletico. Um anywhere else up front, Man United worth looking at. If if Lukaku remains out. They no. do play Watford though. And Watford are now they're safe. They're away from home where they haven't scored in like a million years. So who are you saying? Rashford? Rashford, maybe Martial and Sanchez are both midfielders. I mean, Sanchez probably isn't on the cards for anyone because of his price. Uh, I have him as a little punt and I'm going to see how he does against matey boys in the West Ham in the midweek game. I mean, I'm keeping Lingard on my bench, I think. Yeah. I can't fit him in. Yeah. There's, there's probably in I think the thing about Rashford is you can bring him in for someone like a Chris Wood. Yeah. yeah. So he could be an interesting differential. Um, I could see a big win for Man United here. Okay. At home, their their form is slightly better, um, and Watford are just terrible away from home. So so yeah, I could definitely see something there. Uh, Liverpool, Firmino. I think the the ship's kind of sailed on him, really, hasn't it? Yeah, not interested now. Any sort of weird punts from sort of lesser teams not for strikers I don't think no yeah Giroud's the only one really isn't he and he's not even a lesser team he's a more of an outside shout but we've we've seen him deliver now yeah Benteke <laughs> no still can't get a start though Benteke no so. no I assume he wouldn't start no so yeah that's game. that's about it really for the strikers the midfield options um Ericsson I think yeah. Ericsson over Salah, I think. Oh, I guess you said Liverpool need to win, though, don't Liverpool do need to win. I think Spurs may need to win. Right, so get well. both in. Um, I'm not asked about Man City at all anymore. What about Mkhitaryan? What about him? Did he play? He's about 7.7. He had a really good game against Mate Boys, whoever we played, just Burnley. played. Burnley. Did he, he didn't get anything FPL-wise, did he? He didn't. He would have had an assist for Welbeck when he hit the post with a freaking right. banger of folly. You don't get points for someone else hitting you don't. the post, though, do you? But he had a brilliant game, and, you know, it's not the same people who score or get points every week. I think if you're looking, you know, if you've got Willian, if you've got someone like that... Right. He's in that similar sort of seven to eight million price range. You can afford to get Mkhitaryan in. And I think he's probably probably the best option in that range. If you got Mares, 
you could downgrade to Mkhitaryan might make make it easier for you to make another move somewhere. But yes. You don't seem too compelled. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. I don't know. I, th- I think he's probably one of the best ones you can look at if you're looking to make a transfer in this week. In fact, I might actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? You do, you do, you do, you My transfers have been turning to gold lately. If I'd done the Chambers one, it would have worked out as well. well. I guess. Yeah, but then if you'd done that, you wouldn't be able to get Mkhitaryan. Yeah, it's true. But I would have been happy that I had Chambers for the last week as well. Because so. that was, yeah, that was what I was actually potentially looking at doing, was bringing Chambers in. But now, my mind has changed. Uh... Any any sort of low-value midfielders, low-cost guys? No, I'm not really interested. Oh, yes, I've got one for you. Yeah? Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He's been good recently, hasn't he? Yes. He's been brilliant, and they play West Brom at home. Yeah. And I don't think Palace will win it, mm. but I think he can easily get a goal or two. Yeah. Any love for good Munson? Burnley no. at home against Bournemouth, no? No. I think he's a set-piece lad, isn't he? He's either yeah. shooting from really far out yeah. or he's doing a set piece. Yeah. And if he's doing a set piece, who's he got to put it to if Wood and Barnes are out? Well, most of their set piece goals tend to come from their defenders. Oh, I see. Wood, Wood and Barnes have been getting a lot of goals from But me open is play. out, so like, what's the point? <laughs> is Pope going to go up and take... Pope goes up for a corner? I would like that. Oh, sorry. We haven't seen much of that this season. Pope hasn't gone up at all. Like that time when Pickford went up for a corner and almost scored. Like, yeah. mate, I would have died. It's well exciting. Oh, that was so good. I hope that happens in the World Cup. I want to see Edison doing that in the last game of the season. It's not happening. I just want to see him. But not like, not taking a penalty, but just going up for every corner just because. For every corner. Yeah. Yeah, from the beginning of the game. They get one in the third minute, Edison's <laughs> running up. Just as long as you play Walker, you've got the pace to get back. It's fine. It's oh, fine. I guess. No worries. Uh, yeah, I I do like Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He's also, I think, 4.4 now. Yes. So that's a brilliant bargain buy. Yeah, for sure. I guess if you're if you're looking for one punt, that is a, a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're happy with your whole team, hmm. but you feel like just making a, a fun transfer for someone who you're pretty certain is only going to get two points. Yeah. And you've got the transfer to spare. You might as like Loftus Cheek is like one of those where you might as well, I think. And Palace have had a few games this season where it's all got a bit crazy. Like the the Brighton one recently, of course, where they what was it four five five goals in the first half. Yeah, yeah, and then they won five nil uh, last week. So there's definitely some some previous that. So Loftus Cheek, I mean, he's been brilliant since he's come back. I agree. Uh, defensively and, and goalkeepers and uh, this kind of ties in with our clean sheet cup as well so yeah so West Brom in a complete uh, contradiction to get lost of cheating, <laughs> to what you've just said yeah. yeah like I want a West Brom player now hmm. I feel like it's worth it yeah for this this point in yeah. the season like they're gonna want it yeah I do like Dawson Dawson and Higazi, both good shouts. I think Dawson's 5.0, maybe. Okay. Um, Higazi's a bit cheaper at 4.6. Foster obviously came away with 10 points the other day. If you're liking the, the save potential, yeah, that's... only 4.3 as well. That's so cheap. Uh, for Foster? Yeah. Damn. 
yeah, he must have dropped quite a lot in recent weeks. And uh, yeah, I imagine a lot of people who've brought in the likes of De Gea and, and stuff like that are looking at Foster being like, like how... three clean sheets in the last four games. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think the the positive of having someone like Higazi or Dawson is that they will win stuff in the box from set pieces. And I think Dawson was the one who won the header that led to the goal. Right. Um, against Spurs. And it was a, a wicked header as well. So you could definitely see him popping up with a goal in the last week. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't shy away from that too much. Gibbs got two bonus points and has looked good since Darren Moore came in. It's a pretty good shout. Yeah. Uh, Man United against Watford. Watford that's... haven't scored away from home forever. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like Chris, like, Chris Morling, captain. There we go. Done. <laughs> done, done, done. Uh, anyone else? I wouldn't trust Spurs, even though they are playing Leicester. Yeah, just in case. I think that's one of those... West Ham got a surprise clean sheet the other day. Yeah, well, Joe Hart's not on anymore, is he? Yeah, Adrian kept his place, kept a clean sheet. So... So they could be a little interesting outside shout, but I do wonder who's going to be making goalkeeper and defender transfers in the last week. Me? Other than you. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably no one. I'm a little bit tempted myself as well, because I think my defence is the weakest part of my team. And I've got... I'm currently in a 3-4-3 and I'm not confident any of my goalkeeper or defenders is going to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. I'm just a little bit worried about... Uh, so my back line is Burnley, Swansea, Liverpool and uh, Brighton goalkeeper. And I just feel like all of those games are going to have goals in them. Yeah, I don't really know what to do between Dubravka and Fabianski. Mm. Like, I had Fabianski because I was like, well, obviously against Stoke is an easier game. I think Dubravka is a better shout just because... Save points. You're you're protecting yourself with save points. And the Swansea one, I could see him conceding just one goal and not having to make many saves. Yeah. And that's kind of the the thing I always worry about when you have Swansea playing against a lesser team. Uh, Yeah, so what do you think the transfer you're going to make is going to be? Do you have a a standout pick at the moment? I reckon it's just Tagazi to be safe with my defenders because otherwise I have... Yoshida to Hagazi, yeah? Yeah, but I'm going to bench dunk. And we all know that hasn't worked out well for me. Yeah. I've done it. I'm probably going to try and do Van Dyke to someone. To someone like... Ugh. Trying to work out how I can do this financially. Because I want to get Gondawan out. Right. For someone... Uh, for Mkhitaryan, maybe. And then get a defender in. Take a little cheeky minus four. Hope that my defender gets a goal. Hope that Mkhitaryan smashes it. You can get stones in. I don't know if I'd be able to afford it. Let me see. He's 5.3. So the problem is Gundogan is 5.3. And I need to make up some money. So let me just do a quick calculation. If I bring Mkhitaryan in, that leaves me with... 3.2. No one is that cheap. Damn it, I might not be able to do it. Well, we'll see how Sanchez does, because I could actually just do a a, a pretty high-value transfer anyway. Uh, But yeah, it's a tough one. It looks like defence is the place I need to go, for sure. But I'm I'm really back in some of these games to be big fixtures. What do you have your money on, clean sheet-wise? Burnley. 
Really? Burnley Bournemouth nil nil. Going for the two pointer. All right. Yeah. Burnley Bournemouth nil nil. Did you did you get any points for this week's? Not so point? far. I still have um, Chelsea against Hudders to go. Yeah, and that's what nil nil or one, or or a nil to Chelsea. I think you said Chelsea. Yeah, I just want Chelsea to do it, but I think it'll end up being a nil nil actually. Yeah, yeah. I reckon if I'm gonna pick one from these fixtures. Well, you're gonna have to. That's got to be oh, Man United. Oh, you should have gone first, really. But you weren't going to pick Burnley. I weren't going to pick Burnley, no. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to pick Burnley. Uh, yeah, I've got to go for Man United against Watford. Okay. Not a nil-nil, of course, because Man United should score in that. I just want to know which one of these is going to be crazy. What if none of them are? What if they're all really boring 1-0, 2-1 wins? That will be really upsetting. Because we have to wait till Sunday as well. Everything is on Sunday. All right, captaincy for this week. What are you saying? Well, we're both going to triple captain this week. Yep, that's right. We've saved it until now. Probably Sterling. Sterling against Southampton. Because I'm not here for taking risks. I'm over it. I'm over it for this season. It's going to go down to the wire for me. I'm going to use the information I have from the midweek games Okay. to determine it. Uh, it's currently on Aubameyang. Naturally, because he's the one who just got all of the points. Yeah. But Arsenal are away from home. Um, it is, of course, Arsenal and Wenger's last game as well, so there's a little bit of added narrative there. But I don't know. I I think, regardless, it's going to be going on a midfielder or attacker. I'm not going to risk it on a defender. Um, although Matt Ryan is tempting oh. <laughs> against Liverpool. Uh, for me, it's looking like it's going to be between David Silva... Sanchez, Arnautovic and Aubameyang. West Ham against Everton. I like that for Arnautovic. Yeah. Sanchez against Watford. If he's if he's going to play, I think Sanchez has been pretty poor for United for the most part, but I can definitely see Man United getting a big win there, especially with Watford being safe. Yeah, you just want to put it on someone who you know is going to get at least three points, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, like, to me, there's no point in putting it on a striker because if they don't score, then it's just two points. It's two points and that's it. Yeah, Whereas but... on a midfielder, if they don't score but they, the team keeps a clean sheet, then it's an automatic three. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's more to gain by putting it on a midfielder. Oh, there's definitely more to gain because if a midfielder gets a couple of goals, it's more points, a la anyway. Sanchez um, or Mkhitaryan even. And yeah, that is a, a valid argument. I, I think... Not so much the two versus three points because I'm like, meh, I don't really care if, if I'm getting triple three or triple two. But yeah, the, the higher score for, for goals mm. is to be considered. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon I might actually look at... The, the, the thing with Aubameyang is since he's come in, he's been fantastic. Like, if he gets a chance, he will score it. Yeah. And that's something that Arsenal haven't had for a while since Van Persie. And I don't think any other team has that. I don't think Jesus is that that clinical for City. I guess he's just younger as well. Yeah, he is younger. I don't think Sterling's that clinical at all. But he, the difference with Sterling is he gets so many chances. Um, yeah. So actually, I, I think, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna go down to the wire. We'll see. But like I say, Aubameyang's currently my my choice. 
Who's Adarabayo? Adarabayo, he's one of the young players at City. Hmm. I don't think I've seen him in action this year. Someone's having a party. This is what happens when the sun comes out in England, guys. White people go crazy. <laughs> people start playing chant music really loud in their back gardens. These crackers are at it again. So I would like to, I mean, it's a bit late now, but I would like to apologise just in case there's been a load of noisy music or bass coming through on the microphone. I reckon it's probably fine. It's not ideal, but, you know, we, we make do. Um, I think that's about it for this week's analysis. I mean, you never know. But by some crazy twist of fate we may end up podcasting again at some point but this is probably going to be the last one at least for a few weeks because we have a lot on don't we yeah yeah <laughs> i think you have a lot on i don't really <laughs> three festivals in three, three weeks. festivals i also have one festival but the rest of the time i'm just chilling maybe i'll just do a little solo podcast i'll just i'll just be like hey guys oh what if you get Aunt Jim back on points oh god that'd be weird wouldn't it he's doing terribly in the league so Actually, yeah, for anyone who did listen since the start of the season, Ant was part of this podcast. Unfortunately, he had to leave us. We, we kicked him out. <laughs> there was not, nothing but unfortunate about it. Okay. so uh, uh, Yeah, okay. Um, but he's doing terribly, and he took a minus 8 or minus 12 this week, I think. Essentially, he would have given really awful advice and just told you the ethnicity of players and where they came from. Yeah. But it's gone downhill since he left the podcast, so I don't know. Does that say something something good about us or something about It says he's not listening him? to the podcast. That's what it says. That's quite possibly. But yeah, uh, best bit of advice I'd give for, for this weekend, this final weekend of the season, don't make the same team as everyone else. Fantasy responsibly. Yeah, always fantasy responsibly. It's the best thing to do. And that means not just bringing in all the Leicester players, because that's silly. If you want to... I guess there's no point doing emails, right? But if you want to let us know that you want us to be back... Yeah, yeah. Tell us. If you demand an extra podcast, maybe you could just Not email even us. like, but just like let us know that you're there. Yeah. And maybe we'll be back next season. Yeah. Well, you could tweet us, actually. That would be a lot easier. A lot easier, and then we could, like, start a massive retweet first. How many retweets for Danalysis to do an e- a bonus podcast? Oh, just, just one. <laughs> just, just literally one. just one. Just one. Uh, yeah, so if you do want to contact us, you can at hello at thedanalysis.com. Uh, you can al- also reach us on Twitter at thedanalysis. Uh, and the, the best thing you could do, I mean, again, it's kind of weird at the end of the season, isn't it? But if you do rate us five stars on well, iTunes. If it turns out that actually you've done really well this season and you've even taken just one bit of our advice yeah. and you've beat one person in one of your mini leagues. Yeah, because that's what it's all about. It's all about those personal victories. Yeah. Then I think maybe we deserve a review. Yeah. Or just a rating. Yeah. On your desired podcast app. And of course the best thing about that is if you rate us five stars, more people can find our podcasts and see us when they search for fantasy league podcasts and then we can we can justify continuing to do this sort of thing yeah so, so yeah i hope the last week of the season goes really well for everyone i'm currently sitting on 198k which is considering i was about 1.5 million like yeah. eight weeks ago yeah. is incredible you've done really like, well in fact i'm gonna a resurgence you've transcended and i always say this like I start the season quite poorly, and I tend to go really well at the end. This season has been like okay start, but not as good as everyone else because I, I basically mugged up or like 
fobbed off all the like Lukaku's and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's been the middle of the season for me where it's all gone wrong. Yeah. So I was in game week twenty seven. I was one point two million. Then I dropped to one point three million. Since then, I've gone up every week but one. To one point two million, one point one million, seven hundred, five hundred, four hundred and twenty. Little drop to four sixty. 314, 289. Now I'm 198 with my bench boost active. I'm really proud of you. If I can get that top 100k, I'll be I'll be blessed. I'll be well happy. Yeah. And I'll actually be my highest finish ever. And if I can finish top 10k. I'm currently top 10,000. Yeah. I could be... I think you're going to do it. I could be a twat this week. Like I could, <laughs> it could feasibly happen. You're not going to be a twat. I'm not, but I'm finally in the contention to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it's pretty mad. Yeah, and I, th- I think, yeah, you still got your triple captain to use, so you're going to... I reckon you're going to comfortably do it. I hope so. I really hope so. Congratulations, anyway, because I think that's that's got to be your highest finish, right? Oh, like, by... I think yours have been by way hundred, lower in pre- previous seasons. By hundreds of thousands. I think the top I've been before is 400,000. Maybe maybe we've gotten better by podcasting. Is that we possible? We 100% have got better by podcasting. That's incredible. So I'm well happy with it, anyway. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you made it this far, I've been Dan, and I'm 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 gonna miss y'all. Oh, are <laughs> you? Yeah. Okay. Have you paused it? No. No. Oh, well, you're still going. I never know what to say oh. when signing off. It's the worst bit. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and good luck with the final bit of the season. Let us know how you do, and uh, we'll see you next season. See you next year, lads. <laughs>